Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. I'm at the store. I'm buying an apple. I'm in line at the cash register. It's 95 cents. I, I'm taking out my credit card. I'm paying for the apple. I'm putting it in a bag and I'm leaving the store. Okay, first of all, who pays for an apple with a credit card? The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hello. Skippy. Hey, great to talk to you. What's going on? We've been, this is like such a rare occasion that we record like mid-afternoon. I know. I don't um, think we ever have done this. Well, just this day and time worked for me, so that's why we're recording now. Yeah, our schedules have been a bit tricky, so I'm happy that we can actually get a chance to record, so it's great. Yeah, by the way, I'm 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 very cranky today. So I don't know, you know how I don't know how that's going to affect the show, but I'm very cranky today. You know, you had sent me some kind of crazy texts and said you were cranky. I was like, "Why?" And you're like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show." So I guess you want to talk about it. You want to unburden yourself and tell us why? It all has to do with work. Work is a stress for everybody. No, no, yeah. no it's it, I. I don't mind the work. Yeah, I mind the people. I work with some of the most annoying people on the planet. Well, this could, well, look. I think that could be said for anybody that works in a big office, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think for you, it's probably magnified because you work in a extremely large, like with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge, huge organization, and. I think you're probably more sensitive to the um, stupidity of people than, than others. Things that happen on a daily basis, I'm stunned by these things. Like, how can <laughs> these things actually happen? Some people that have jobs in my office, I wonder how they got their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like, have the same feeling sometimes. Yeah. Seriously, like this person went through a job interview and, and they were selected out of other people? <laughs> These are questions that you ask on a daily basis? No, but like, for example. Oh, good. You're going to give examples. I know you don't want to talk about work all the time, so I'm glad you're able to give some examples. For example, if yeah. you give, like, let's say 10 different people a deadline yeah. and nine of them meet the deadline yeah, and the 10th person completely disregards your deadline and then sends you the information far too late, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> well, is there consequences for not meeting the deadline? There, I mean, for this person, I mean, like, not for this person specifically. Like, uh-huh. I've been working on this one project for over a week now, right? And I needed to get information from roughly ten different people, and all but one of them sent me the information. In fact, the deadline was actually Wednesday, but people were still sending me information yesterday. Okay. Which was late, but I stayed late at work yesterday because I wanted to finish this project. Right. So I finished it around 11.30 p.m. last night. Right. Now Sunday, someone sends you the info. Sunday morning, this last person sent me the answer to the question that I asked more than a week ago. Right. Okay. You know, that person should be shot. (laughs) But, okay. But this person, like, are they... Are they like good or 
at least adequate in their job other than this incident? You know, I have no idea. To be honest, okay. I have no idea. I, yeah. I know they've been there for a while and apparently they're well respected by others, but yeah. I have no idea because I don't even know what they do. Yeah. Okay. I get you. See, I'm, I work at home, right? So while I do work for a very large company with a lot of people and in my role, in my, in my uh, job, I do have to interact. I'm like a point person for, um, for my group for many other teams like there's or people in all our organization that come to our group and i'm the one that they have to to speak with i'm like the first person that they they get to so um so i do interact with a lot of people sometimes i don't even know who they are and and i'm so happy that i work at home sometimes because sometimes i get emails and stuff i'm screaming at my computer (laughs) Well, that's exactly what I was doing this morning. I am screaming at my computer. And I'm like, "If thank God I'm not in an office. Because if I was in an office, I would have been fired a long time ago. Me too. Yeah. Like, I was swearing at my phone this morning. Yeah. Well, you got to let it out, right? You got to let it out. It's like, but it's like serenity now, right? You have to get it out, Cub. You I got to. it out. Believe me, I got it out. I was swearing yeah. at my phone this morning. Serenity now! <laughs> Here's another thing that annoys me. Okay. So... Everyone, we all get way too many emails. We all send way too many emails. Yeah. Especially when, like, let's say one person will send an email to, let's say, five different people. And then someone replies to all. And then someone else replies to all. And then Mm -hmm. someone else replies to all. Next thing you know, you have like 10 emails. When you really didn't need all 10 of those emails. But what's even worse is, like, some of those reply to alls might have had important information in them. So they might have been necessary. But but the ones that say, thanks, Julie, or thanks, Steve, or good idea, Joe, like, I don't need those emails. <laughs> or, or, or like, way to go, team. I yeah. don't need those emails. People yeah. should stop and think before they send an email, before they type it, before they click on send, Really? You're going to send this? Way to go, team. You know what should happen? People should have to pay per email that they send. Because then they would stop and think, wait a minute, do I want to spend money on this? No, I don't. Yeah. Makes sense. It's it's so annoying. How many emails do I I get like that in a day? I think your work style uh, is similar to mine in that you're like no nonsense. So like I get those emails too, like way to go, good, you know, thanks. Uh, and I'm like delete, 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 right? Yeah. But like one time you're gonna delete something by accident that you shouldn't, you know, like and so Well that's the like, problem. I don't delete any of them because yeah. God forbid there's something important in there. Yeah, okay. I got you. All right, are we gonna are you finished venting about work? Are we gonna talk about regular sports? Maybe like a nice discussion about sports is going to like uh I think you there up. was one other annoying thing. Oh, sorry, there's one more annoying thing. So, someone sends me and like two other people an email saying you guys need to do this and the deadline is like tomorrow morning, which by yeah. the way, that's not a lot of time. Right, okay. So, someone else who is copied on the email replies to all and says, "Oh, this is fine, no problem." Josh will do it. He knows how to do it. Seriously? You're volunteering me to do this? Like, I'm not even working today. I'm not supposed to be working today. It's due tomorrow. And you're telling everyone else that I'm going to do it? That's bad. Do not volunteer me. And by the way, don't say that it's easy and it's going to take two seconds when it's not easy and it's not going to take two seconds. Right. 
You have no idea what what goes into what needs to be done. Anyway, I think I'm done now. What do you want to talk about? I I do have one note. Yeah. You had mentioned on our last episode, let me go to my notes. On our last episode, you mentioned Jimmy Carson, whose name I haven't heard in over a decade. Uh Uh-huh. And then, lo and behold, this morning, I hear Jimmy Carson's name on, on, on the sports cast. What? Like, what, are, what are the chances? Why would they mention Jimmy Carson? Right. So apparently there's only uh, seven players in the history of the NHL who have scored 30 goals or more twice at, while they were teenagers. Oh, okay. So he came into the league really young. That's it. Yeah. So in his first two years, Jimmy Carson scored 37 goals and 55 yeah. goals. He's one of only... Seven players to do this. Well, who else are the? Who are the others? Do you know? Yes, I do. Wayne Gretzky. No, he's not. No. No, because he came into the league. He was already old, wasn't he? Like he wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was not. He was like nineteen or whatever when he was in the WHA. Or yeah, before they merged. So anyway, um, I mean, okay, I don't know the others. Well, the most recent one just did it yesterday. Patrick Line. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then the others are are well Jimmy Carson I mentioned but there's Sydney Sydney Crosby's one of them Steve Eiserman yeah Brian Bellows Bob Carpenter and Dale Howardchuck those are good those are all well and you notice the common thread among most of them they're all from the 80s when it was like so easy to score goals that's true there was like 20 50 goal scorers a year no 20 is an exaggeration but there was 10 <laughs> no no there were more you're absolutely right you're absolutely yeah, right yeah, anyway yeah. what do you want to talk about you want to talk about the NHL trade deadline? Sure, let's do that. So we know that this episode is probably going to come out on Sunday night. And or so you're listening to it on Sunday night or you're listening to this on Monday. So the trade deadline is Monday. And we apologize for that. But this is when we could get together and talk. So we're not going to have the whole picture. We're not going to be able to talk about every trade that happened. But we can talk about some of the trades that happened. And I have some thoughts about the possibility of a couple of other trades that I just find incredible. So the big news today, I mean, look, we're a Montreal and Toronto based podcast and the Habs and Leafs made a trade today, <laughs> which I know I can't remember often. the last time that those two teams made a trade actually. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously like, I don't know if it's the last time, but the most memorable one obviously is like the Russ Courtnell, right? That's the uh, most memorable one. Well, I mean, it was completely lopsided. They traded John Cordick for Russ Cortinal, you know, like, so. There must have been one since then. There probably was, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, so the Tabs did trade Thomas Placanic. They gave us, they granted our wishes and uh, Placanic was traded basically for a second round pick. And there's a few AHLers that, you know, were, went along with the deal. The Habs threw in an AHLer by the name of Kyle, uh, Kyle Bond and a guy I never heard of. And uh, the Habs got back Kirby Reichel, who's a player I have heard of, but I thought he was better. I looked up his AHL stats. He's nothing special. So it's basically a second-round pick. I think Habs fans are going to be happy because the consensus on the sports radio here was this a second-round pick for Placanic was, like, the highest they were going to get. And there was even a possibility of, you know, that he might just get, end up going for, like, a third, fourth, or even fifth-round pick, which I found incredible. So I'm glad, I'm glad the Canadians were able to get a second-round pick for him. And I think he'll do well for the Leafs. I think he'll fit right in. Um, he's a player who's... They don't have an, a Thomas Placanic, you know? The, the Leafs are full of offensive players, right? And 
Placanic will serve a purpose, you know, whether it's the fourth line center or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, listen, I'm thrilled that they got a second round pick because I didn't think they were going to get such a high pick for him, Me to too. be honest. I, I, apparently his profile in the league is higher than our opinion of him. You know what I mean? Okay, great. I'm thrilled about that. Yeah. And and I'm all for stockpiling draft picks. Yeah. Like the Canadians, a team like the Canadians should try and get as many draft picks as they can this coming draft, next draft, whenever it is. Well, they have a lot of picks this coming draft. I think they have now four second round picks or maybe even five. That said, I have two yeah. things to say. Yeah. One is a draft pick is only good if you use it properly. Yeah, that's true. So if you end up picking a lousy player, then it's useless. Yeah. And the thing with the Canadians is it's not that they pick lousy players. I feel that they, they can't develop their players. You know? Absolutely right. Yeah. The second thing I want to say is it's nice that they traded Placanets. Yeah. But they need to trade like about more. eight more guys, and I'm gonna name you. I'm gonna name them right now. Okay, name them. Paul Byron needs to be traded, and it doesn't mean I don't like these guys or they're yeah. not good. Yeah. But they need to be traded. Paul Byron needs to be traded. I think he. I think Byron could. There's a possibility there. Yeah. Okay. Max Pacioretty needs to go. I I agree. He needs to go, and I want to tell you something. I was at the game last night. Well, mm-hmm. I can tell you a little bit about that in a second. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to trade him. But I don't think that he's going to get traded at the deadline. I think he's going to get traded over the summer. Okay, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. Carl Alsner. I know they just signed him less than a year ago. He needs to be traded. He's dead weight. He's so bad. It's disgusting how bad he is. Jordy Ben needs to go. He's he is even worse. He's worse. He's terrible. And I don't care what we get for these guys, but they need to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I not agree. done. I'm not yeah. done. Jeff Petrie, who scores a bunch of goals sometimes, uh, but he needs, to, he needs to go. I'm not a fan of Petrie at all. Um, I think the organization holds him in higher esteem than... I think they think he's better than he is. You know, And I think a lot of fans think he's better than he is because, like you said, he shows some flashes, right? Mm-hmm. I think he sucks, to be honest. <laughs> David Schlemko needs to go. He's barely played, but yeah, okay. And then the last two guys... Yeah who I know will not be traded, but they yeah. both need to go, are Shea yeah. Weber and Carey Price. Look, where you drew the line there is like the difference between a full rebuild and like a partial rebuild. Well, right? it should be a full rebuild because this team's not winning anything anytime soon. It's a matter of like opinion. And I don't know where I, where I saw it on that, but I feel that as an organization, they're not ready to do a full rebuild. They still want to try to win with Weber and Price. So I don't think that uh, just I'm, I'm I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. I'm just saying that's where I think they are, and I think though Weber and Price are not going to get traded. And and Weber, it's impossible to trade Price. He's got a no movement clause. His contract is like ridiculous. Like who's going to take him? Right. I know, and it's also impossible to trade Weber because he's injured. He's done for he's the year. In, well, they can't trade him now. They could trade him in the summer, but he, he's not going anywhere. At the deadline. He's right. having surgery. So right. yeah. So I was at the game last night. Yeah. Um. You asked me, why are you going to the game last night? You asked me, like... <laughs> I'm just, I was surprised. Uh, well, back in November, when the Habs were, still had hope, someone gave me, offered me some tickets. He gave me a choice of five games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chose this one, because it was against Tampa. I figured a Tampa game in February could be fun, right? <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Placanic sat out last night. He wasn't dressed, so everybody knew he was going to be traded either within the next couple of days. And the Canadians played a good game. It was an exciting game. There was breakaways galore. And uh, they lost in the shootout, which is no shame against Tampa. You know, they, they it's funny because the Canadians played like a pretty good game considering like on paper, the teams are not even, they're not even close 
Honestly, they're not even close. Is is it possible? Is it possible that Tampa just didn't care? Well, I think Tampa is. I know you hate when people say this. I think they're tired, mentally tired. You know, the, the, they've gone through the season. The they they it when you're playing a team that's bad, and when you're on top of the standings, and you're playing a team on the bottom of the standings. There's always like this, like um, you're not up for the game. You know, the intensity might not be there. But let me tell you something about Tampa. We had seats behind one of the goalies. In the third period, um, in the first and third period, the the Habs goalie's in front of us, right where we were sitting. And when Tampa has a power play, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, it's some scary stuff. (laughs) That power play is lethal. They have one guy parked in front of the net. Doesn't matter who it is. Mostly it's Ryan Callahan, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't play the typical, like, two-point man. They play, like, what that's called, that umbrella style, you know, with, like... One guy at the top, and then every another guy's fanning out. Mm-hmm. And you've got Stamkos on one side, on his shooting side, right? Off wing. And you have Kucherov on the other side. <laughs> so basically, you have these crazy one-timers. Stamkos is standing there in that spot where he scored a million goals in his life, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep feeding him the shot. And he's blasting one-timers, one after another, after another. And then they get tired of doing that. They go around to the other side where Kucherov... <laughs> who has like 30 goals this year, right? And it's just impossible to defend. Honestly, they have such a good team in terms of talent. It's They really need to be commended. Like, Iserman really hats off to Iserman because that's a phenomenal team, you know? So so that leads to my question. How do they have such a good team? Well, look, well, you, you know that they got, they were really bad. Yes. Right? That's how they got Stamkos. And that's how they got Hedman, right? Okay. And they made a lot of great draft picks. Like Kucherov was a second round pick. So he's one of the, he's leading the league in scoring and may get 100 points this year. And you got him. Every other team in the league could have had him, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were very, very smart. They traded Drouin. Not that Drouin is a bad player, but they realized they didn't need him anymore. Because they have this guy, Braden Point. I don't know if you know how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. He's 25 goals this year. <laughs> like, he was ready to step in and do everything that Druin was doing and more. Mm-hmm. You know? They're, they And they have other guys that are, like, um, overachievers. Like, that little that little tiny guy they have, uh, Johnson. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever gave him that much respect. And he he's fantastic. You know? So, they're, they're a really good team. And... And yet now, they beat like, the Canadians by one. Uh, exactly. Hockey's a strange game in that way. Now, the scary thing is what I wanted to talk about the trading deadline. Before I do that, let's just, I'm going to come back to Tampa in a second. Let's just finish some of the other trades that were made because mm-hmm. Rick Nash also did get traded today. Yeah. Um, That's another I think... question I have for you. Boston was Boston was lousy a couple of years ago. Even last year, I don't think they were that good. And all of a sudden, now they're a Stanley yeah, Cup contender. Yeah. Well, that's why I think when the Canadians look at Boston, they feel we can we don't have to completely tear it all down. We could just um, do this soft rebuild or retool, you know, and do what Boston did, you know, because Boston. The reason why Boston is so good is because they they promoted some of their young players, and those young players became great right away, like Pasternak and this guy Charlie McAvoy, right? Like all of a sudden they're so good, and and. They also but they, they gave did, way they too did much. make a they did make a few years ago they did make a bunch of bad moves when um, yeah, when they when they got rid of Peter Shirelli as their GM mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't even know was it Sweeney that took over yeah 
Like, he, he made some lousy trades. Very bad, but I think they've made up for it now, you know? But they gave up way too much to get Rick Nash. I don't know if you saw what they gave up to get Rick Nash. They gave a first-round pick and a bunch of players. Mm-hmm. So, it's Spooner. Just, they gave up Spooner. Spooner and Matt Bolesky, who, you know, I don't think he's that good, but... Well, Boston Whatever. thinks they're going to win the cup, so yeah. if they win the cup, it's not too much. But I have a newsflash for Boston. Rick Nash isn't good. <laughs> yeah, he's not good anymore. You know, Rick Nash is not an impact player anymore. You know, maybe they think he's going to score a couple big goals and make a playoff run. I don't have a lot of faith in it, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, that's the big trades. The other one was Derek Brassard. That happened a couple of days ago. Which happened and then it didn't happen and then it happened. And like I just when you when I you hear when you hear the GMs talking about it, it was yeah. the most complicated trade. What was so complicated about it? It was I don't a three know. team well, trade. They they disallowed it because the league said they were circumventing the cap retainment rules, retaining rules, like how much they're allowed salaries allowed to be retained. But you know, like what happened here, Vegas facilitated this trade, right? Mm-hmm. Vegas they is paying forty percent to... of Brassard's salary. And they're giving them a fourth-round draft pick for doing that. It's very nice of Vegas, if you ask me. Yeah. So now coming back to what I wanted to talk about, which is getting back to the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's like this crazy strong, this crazy strong possibility that Eric Carlson, first of all, that he's going to be traded. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure he's getting traded tomorrow. I listen. When I first heard that that he was rumored to be going, and there's like yeah. six teams interested. Yeah. So. If I'm the general manager of any other team in the league, I want Eric Carlson on my team. Of course. If Ottawa's going to trade him, call me first. But here's my number, so call me maybe. Like, what is Ottawa thinking? I feel really bad for Ottawa Senators fans. I've mentioned this last week, the week before, a few times, right? I feel bad for Ottawa Senators fans because every move their organization makes is all about financial. Well, it's, it's not the about, Montreal Expos. It's not about winning games. It's not about trying to win games. It's financial. Now, did you hear the story about Eric Carlson and Eugene Melnick, how they have this feud? It's totally un- unsubstantiated, but I did read about it. No, I haven't heard anything about it. The anything. $350 Uber ride? You didn't hear about this? No, tell me. <laughs> how can there even be a $350 Uber ride? Where are you going from like... You're going from know. Montreal to, to Vancouver? Apparently, like a month ago, Eugene Melnick came in. Now, I I just read this, and I don't know if true or not. And whether it's true or not, I don't care, because I just find it amusing. Apparently, like a month ago, Eugene Melnick came down into the Senator's locker room, and he started, like, trying to, like, pump the team up, you know? like. But in doing so, um, he singled out players that were, like, not doing well. And he he like he he started giving Eric Carlson a hard a hard time, and then he s- supposedly said to him something like, "And you never paid me back for that three hundred fifty dollar Uber ride that you put on the corporate of the company credit card." Okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> and apparently, a lot of words were said between Carlson and Melnick, and Carlson left the dressing room, and they've never talked since. And now they know. I mean, the senators know. That he's not re-signing. Like, no, he's not re-signing with them under any circumstances. So they're going to have no choice but to trade him, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they can get the most for him at the trade deadline, that's when they're going to do it. But the big rumor that he's going to go trade it to Tampa scares the hell out of me, and it should scare the hell out of the rest of the league. 
This reminds me of the Kyrie Irving trade because Cleveland was not going to be able to get fair market value for Kyrie Irving. I don't how know. many players are there in the league as good as him? And how many players are there in the league as good as Carlson? Right. So I don't know. Like, there, I mean, look, if you would have told me last year in the month of April how many players in the league are better than Carlson, the answer was none. Or maybe two, one no, or two. There's, there might be one or two. I know, but you remember how good he was in the playoffs last year? Yes, I do. Like, he was beyond another level. Right. Yes. Now he hasn't played at this level this year. No, that's, this year that's he hasn't. For sure. That's true. You know, he hasn't played at that level, and Ottawa sucks. And but I don't know. It, it's really scary to think that that he might. Like the, the the strong rumor is that he's going to Tampa. Well, and I, I, don't know I heard the, he's going to Nashville. That would be just as scary. Well, that doesn't even make sense because Nashville's loaded with defensemen. What the hell do they need Carlson for? Well, maybe one of the defensemen is going to go back to Ottawa. One of those. Yeah. One of those, one of those top guys. Imagine right? it's PK Subban. That would say a lot about, you know, how he fits in. Yeah, that would be. Oh I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. But um, but isn't PK Subban leading the Preds in points? He is. Yes, he's so, the, he's leading the Preds in points. So I mean, yeah, clearly he's having a good season. Yeah, no, I mean, how many points does Shea Weber have this year? Well, he's missed thirty-five games. So how many points was, does Al Shamsky have this year? I think zero. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you don't have to beat that Al Semsky horse to death. We know it was a bad move. We said it was a bad move. We said it was a bad move the day it happened. Of course. And I hear Gordon Miller, the, the day that it happens, him saying that he thinks that Alex Hemsky is going to be an impact player for the Canadians. And I'm wondering, like, should this guy get his head examined? It doesn't make sense. Who said that? Gordon Miller. It's, it, they, they replay it on their station all the time. Yeah, he does need to have his head examined. Yeah, but also <laughs> the person who signed him, Mark Bergevin, needs to have his head examined too. Yeah. So, look, I don't want to get into it. We've gotten into it over and over, but like, Bergevin is going to be in charge of this rebuild or partial rebuild. This is very scary. And you know, yesterday there was a move that happened. It's completely inconsequential, and it highlights exactly why Bergevin is incompetent. Tell okay. me, what move was this? Brandon Davidson was traded from the Oilers to the Islanders for a third-round pick. Yeah, Brandon Davidson was on the Canadians last year. The, Brandon Davidson was on the Canadians this year. And okay. they let him go on waivers, and the Oilers got him for free. Free. Okay. Zero. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they would have got anything for him if they kept him and tried to trade him. Well, they just got a third-round pick for him. <laughs> the, the, the Oilers did. So something that you gave away for free, now the Oilers turned into a third-round pick. Now, a third-round pick, you can argue it doesn't matter, it's whatever, it's water under the bridge, who cares? I'm I'm not debating the merits of the trade or whatever. I'm just saying this move, it highlights everything that's wrong. It shows that the organization does not understand how to manage their assets. You know, that's all it is. You know, you have something, you get something for it. You, you know, don't give it away. I, I know this is going to sound funny, but having managed a few fantasy teams in my lifetime, <laughs> I think this I could. I think I could run a professional team. I think I could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you need to be aware that like what your guy's value is, you know. And maybe you shop them around, and maybe everybody said they didn't want any, weren't going to give you anything for him. So hold on to him. You know. They were so impatient. They didn't want to. They knew that they 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 wanted to send them down to make room for who? Joe Morrow, you know. It's, it's quite pathetic. I don't know. So that's the trade deadline. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I guess right. 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, what? the deadline is much earlier than this year. I thought it's usually like the last day of February, the first day of March. I don't know why it's so early this year. Well, I mean, it's almost the first day of March, so. Not exactly. It's only the 25th of February today. Yeah, well, that's in three more days. Yeah, no? but so why why is it so early this year? Why is it not March 1st? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So what's interesting, if you look on TSN's trade bait list, yeah, <laughs> Eric Carlson's vaulted to number one. That's no surprise. And with good reason. And now Ryan McDonough is number two. So, you know, I'm just, just saying, like, who might get traded tomorrow. And the rest of the guys are not that, I mean, there's not such big names there. After Carlson and McDonough, you know, Evander Kane is there, Zuccarello. I mean, apparently the Rangers are playing every, trading everybody. But, you know, and Max Pacioretty is fell to 14 on the list. I guess TSN doesn't feel like he's going to get traded uh, tomorrow. I want to give you a stat about Max Pacioretty last night. My son was going crazy at the game. He couldn't believe how bad Pacioretty was. Okay. Pacioretty had three breakaways in the game. Clear breakaways. Not only did he not score on any of them, mm-hmm. he didn't get a shot on any of them. That's Not bad. a shot. He he deked himself out of scoring positions like three different times instead of just shooting. Like, it was astounding to watch. To not he's, get a shot on three breakaways is he's terrible. So, he's so, like, lost, uh, like... But did he not score a goal, though, last night? He scored a goal, yeah. He scored a goal from the slot, and it's okay. exactly where Max Pacioretty scores goals, right? He What's Max Pacioretty's best asset? He has a great shot and a super release, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't show that on three breakaways. He didn't even try to shoot. But he's really lost, like, uh, mentally. I think the trade deadlines weighed on him. He's he's just looks like a shell of himself. It's crazy. Like, he, the guy scored 30 goals every year, and... Now he has 17, so... All right, well, I hope he's not on the Canadians soon. Well, we'll see. No, the reason why I think he's not going to get traded tomorrow and why I think he is a better chance in the summer is because you know how this little thing goes at the trade deadline. It's the buyers and the sellers, right? Mm -hmm. So the buyers are the contenders and the sellers are the teams that are out of contention. But the buyers, they don't want to give up roster players. They're they're getting ready for a run, right? That's fine. I'll take draft picks. Yeah, no. But I, I think the Canadians are thinking they, they're going to get something that's for Patch Ready that's going to help them a little bit more immediately. And in the summer, all of a sudden, the you have a better chance of maybe getting a, a, a prospect who's ready to come into the league or maybe an NHL-ready player or, you know. That's I fine. Listen, have, I think you have I different I options. I don't mind waiting till the summer to make trades. It's, it's not yeah. like anything's going to happen between now and July. No, no. You just have to. The way your options, like where are you going to get your best value, right? But I do think the, the Canadians should tank as much as possible for the rest of the season. I know. That's why I was so mad they got a point last night. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew, my son, had a great point. Imagine the Canadians drafted, like somehow got the first round, first overall pick, right? Mm-hmm. And the consensus number one, the player that everybody knows is going to get picked first is this guy Rasmus Dahlin. He's a defenseman from Sweden. Mm-hmm. And people, com- he's, he's, the, he's, Compared to Eric Carlson. That's what people say he's going to Oh, yeah. We saw him play at the World Juniors. Exactly. Exactly. So, (laughs) Matthew had the best comment. He's like, the Canadians shouldn't draft this guy. And I'm like, why not? He goes, because they'll screw him up. Yeah. If if he's going to go anywhere and fail, it's going to be in Montreal. 100%. They're going to try to turn him into a defensive defenseman. They're not going to let him do anything. And it's just going to be a big disaster. He goes, the Canadians would be much better off drafting like uh forward you know that that they're not going to screw up so badly your son is wise beyond his years (laughs) i just think it's funny (laughs) he's right though 
So, um, okay, enough about hockey, right? Okay. Uh, we said we were going to do listener mail. We didn't have anything really um, pressing in terms of listener mail to talk about. So I went back to a mail from uh, your brother, Sam, from way back. We're the only show presently in production that cares enough about you, the North American home viewer, to answer our viewer mail on the air. When the Rick Pitino uh, stuff started to come out in the news about violations and sanctions and whatever, and he wanted us to talk about it. Now, since then, Pitino's resigned. Louisville's been um, vacated their title (laughs) from a few years ago. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, And, you know, Pitino's basically disgraced right now. He, I don't know if you saw the press conference that he did this week. It was scary. Like he's like an angry grandpa who doesn't really understand anything that's going on. He comes out there. He says he can't see out of one eye, and the whole thing was like very, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, so, but the reason why I wanted to bring up that email is that there's a big story that broke this week on Yahoo of all outlets mm-hmm. that um, there's a whole bunch of big high-profile NCAA college basketball teams that it's not necessarily the teams that were named, but it's players on certain teams that they say may be violating NCAA um, rules by playing for taking money from player agents. And, you know, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, Kentucky, all the big schools were named, you know? Of course, of course. They're all in there. It was only a matter of time before all these schools were named. Like, when we were hearing drips and drabs these little yeah. stories like the the rick patino one yeah and then last year was it syracuse yeah. um who got who got punished for something you hear like one maybe two stories a year that's maybe five percent of what's yeah. actually going on that we don't hear about right there's right. tons of stories like this that we never hear about right right so i don't know how much you've been following this whole story i've been doing a ton of research on it since the story broke listening to other podcasts and reading different articles and there's some really funny things in this whole thing i don't want to make light of it because whatever but i mean when the rick patino stuff came out it came out because of an fbi investigation for cr- literally criminal activities right mm-hmm. having to do with money changing hands and between adidas and agents and school like it was much more sinister than what we found out this week and at the time uh there were sources that were saying wait till the whole report comes out because part of the evidence that they have you're gonna find out a bunch of other stories about it's gonna blow the lid off of the ncaa because a whole bunch of schools are gonna be named and everything and that's what happened this week right Mm -hmm. (laughs) the crazy thing that happened this week is there's not much in this story (laughs) The headline is exciting, mm-hmm. and Yahoo pumped the hell out of it to make themselves look like they're breaking something huge. But th- at the heart of this whole story is one agent. It's all one agent. Mm-hmm. This guy, I forget his name, Andrew, his last name is Miller. And it's 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 his expense report. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like is all the meals he had and all the money that he paid and all the stuff that he paid to players to try to get them to sign with him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one guy's expense report. That's, that's what's come out, but there's some interesting stuff in there because obviously there's big players named, you know, Michigan States, miles bridges, um, Alabama's Colin Sexton. And then for us, Duke, you know, we're Dukies, Wendell mm-hmm. Carter, you yeah. know, basically they said Wendell Carter somehow was paid $10,000 from this guy. Um, 
But even if and, it was like just ten dollars, it's still well, that's, that's uh, you're still breaking a rule because apparently yeah. these players are not allowed to get a free lunch from anybody. Well, what happened because of this article, there's this new debate that started saying, shouldn't there be some kind of difference between $70 and $70,000? Like, how is it the same, right? Mm-hmm. And and then the whole debate came up again this week about, well, how come the players can't earn any money, right? I know, I know that, like, taking $70,000 from an agent is shady. That's probably true. But, like... You, you can't let an agent buy you dinner for $25. You, you like a dinner. I can't, an agent can't even go buy one of these players dinner at McDonald's. <laughs> I, I think the rules should be changed completely. First of all, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with you having an agent. Like why right. not have an agent? You're allowed to have an agent. The agent's just not allowed to treat you to anything. No, no, you're not allowed to have an agent. Well, you're not allowed to have an agent until officially until your, your career's over. That's right. But yeah. but I don't see why you shouldn't be allowed to have an agent but anytime rules, you want. The rules are you're allowed to talk to an agent because obviously you you you're gonna get one, right? Mm-hmm. But just they're not allowed to buy you anything. But I mean, it seems like like I said, it, you know, <laughs> buying someone a Big Mac and buying someone a Rolex that there's a difference, you know, or buying someone taking someone out for dinner and buying his mom a house that there's a difference there. You know, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So the the funniest thing about this whole thing is. There are some players in the NBA right now who are named because the stuff came out last year. So mm-hmm. like Markel Fultz apparently got like 10000 bucks, And the guy who, who got the most money was Dennis Smith Jr. from North Carolina State last year. Now he's I, on the Dallas Mavericks. I remember him, yes. So they said he they, – this report is saying that he got $73,000 in total from this, this agent. Okay. It's a weird now, The best – it's a good amount, but – so weird. I, I really have to give a lot of props to Dennis Smith Jr. because he didn't sign with that agent. <laughs> so, so his agent's someone else now. Well, these so, guys can change agents anytime they want. I know, but like, okay, he got seventy three thousand dollars from this guy, and then he went and said, "Ah, I'm going to take my business somewhere else." <laughs> so, look, I don't want to make light of the whole thing. I don't know where it's going to go. Kentucky already came out with a statement saying they've done their own investigation and they didn't find anything wrong. Okay, but when Duke. when a school does their own investigation, that yeah. means nothing to me uh, because know, of course, because they're doing investigation to try to clear themselves. Yeah. So if they uncover something that's going to um, implicate them, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to say it. But Duke also came out. The Duke athletic director came out today and said they've done their own, and they they said they don't think there was any violation. Again, doesn't mean anything to me. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but. But they're going to put their money where their mouth is now, Duke and Kentucky, because Duke's going to play Wendell Carter Jr. in the tournament. They're not going to say, oh, we didn't know. We're sitting him out now, right? The thing is, if they've committed, a, if they've broken it's a too rule, late anyways. they've already yeah. broken the rule. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would play him too because you've already played him for the first 20-something games. Yeah. Why would you sit him now? You've already broken the rule. Yeah. There's no difference and, between and, playing him last game and playing him next game. Yeah, and you're not going to vacate a title. Vacating the title... Or what they call like the nuclear option, where they they ban you from postseason, they vacate your title. None of the stuff in this report is any of that. This is all financial stuff, mostly small time. You don't, you don't your program doesn't get nuked because of anything that was in this report that came out this week. Well, they could. It's strike one or strike two. But no, no, they could say to all of these programs, even though you didn't know. 
Yeah. Like you used a player who was not eligible and therefore every single win you have for the last year doesn't They're count. not going to do that because that's like what that's like the most extreme penalty that they give for the way worse stuff than this. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The NCAA is such a it's it's almost as bad as the IOC. NCAA is bad because Yeah, look. I mean, you've seen the I don't know how I feel about it. Like you've seen that 30 for 30 uh, about the Fab Five, Michigan, yeah, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard. Okay. I don't remember. So Jalen Rose tells a great story, like in the documentary. You know, he's walking down the street. He's with um, Weber. He's with Weber or Howard, or maybe they're all together. I don't remember. And like Weber is borrowing money from people so he can go to like fast food. To go buy a burger, to go mm-hmm. buy lunch, to go buy dinner. He's borrowing money because they're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to have jobs, right? Mm-hmm. He's borrowing money from players so he can just do regular stuff that college teens do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. He's not trying to do. He's not trying to go to like a strip club and get spend fifty thousand dollars on strippers and champagne. You know, mm-hmm. he's trying to go buy a burger at like Burger King, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have money for that. And then, meanwhile, they're walking by a sporting goods store. And they're seeing Michigan jerseys with Rose and Weber on them, and those shirts are being sold for 150 bucks. Yeah, and they're not and they're getting, not getting any piece of that. Yeah, right. So when you hear stuff like that, it's certainly a strong case for like there's something wrong, you know? Yeah, there is. And NCAA has basically like said, look, you're not allowed to take any money. Anything above zero is illegal. <laughs> and there has to be a gray area. When there's no gray area, the whole thing doesn't make sense anymore. It just doesn't. It's like it really. They just should, if make they sense. want to get part-time jobs, they should be allowed to get part-time jobs. A hundred percent, they if, should. If be. someone sells a jersey with their name on it or their number on it, then paid. they should get a percentage of that. Yeah, I think we're going to end up getting there because look, the coaches get paid millions, the schools get paid millions, the tournament generates millions, mm-hmm. right? And hundreds of millions we're talking about, and the student athletes are basically like an exploited labor force, right? Like 100%. I have no issue with with the with the student athletes getting paid. I don't have an issue with that yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So look, we'll see where it goes. Um we're heading into March Madness. March Madness is like a couple of weeks away, right? I know, which reminds me, I was going to say I haven't really been excited about sports in the last month or so. Maybe March Madness is going to energize you. Well, yes, I'm hoping that. And not not only March Madness, but then right after that, the baseball season is going to start. And while Mm -hmm. even though the Expos don't exist and Montreal doesn't have a team, I still for some reason get excited about baseball every year during spring training. No, spring training is the best. We were supposed to go to Arizona this year. We said we were going to do it. I thought we were going to go to Florida, not Arizona. Oh, Florida. But meanwhile, we're not going anywhere. No, we're not. Actually, I'm going to Florida in two weeks, but. Oh, there you go. Um, Port for St. Work, Lucie? But no, like Orlando. Veradero so. Beach? No. <laughs> no. But maybe I can, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe I can catch some spring training while I'm there. They're, Dun- they can't be that far, right? Dunedin? You're going to go to Dunedin? <laughs> I'm not going to go to any of those places. Fort Myers. That's where you're going to go. But there's a lot of minor league in that area, that central Florida, like Kissimmee and places like this, right? So maybe I have to check that out. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. So I hope you do get excited about March Madness. So I, I, I will mean, for sure. Just a matter of time until we'll set up our annual March Madness uh, bracket challenge. Yeah. When we're going to encourage all the listeners to join that. That's right. 
Um, and I'm sure we'll outline up maybe another special episode with some guests. We'll have to get Rob back on because he's the reigning champ, right? Yes, yes, we'll have to have him. And then, of course, our our resident sports expert, Neil. Neil, yeah, yeah. Well, but Rob really, like, blew everybody away in the bracket challenge last year, to be did honest. He? I don't even remember. It was, uh, he did well. He really did well. Like, I, when I saw the picks, I was like, how did he get all this stuff, you know? I think it's going to be much harder to pick this year because there's really no it's consensus. wide open good team at all well right now like if you look at the top four and you think maybe that the top four will be the number one seeds right it's virginia michigan state villanova and then xavier but the top (laughs) four change it seems every week yeah no they do change every week and actually um there's a team that's uh rhode island (laughs) have you heard about rhode island I they're 15 and 0 at home this year. They're ranked 18th in the country. They're moving up every week in the rankings. So we'll see. Duke's clocking in right now, number five. They got hot this past uh, five, six games. Well, you know why they've been hot, by the way. You've heard this story, I assume. Well, why? Because Bagley was hurt? Ever since Bagley got injured and then yeah. they had to run the offense through Grayson Allen, the team yeah, hasn't, hasn't lost. Well, Bagley came back last night and they beat Syracuse, but Bagley came off the bench last night. So uh, it should be interesting. But um, I didn't have a lot of faith in this Duke team, but um, I watched them dismantle Louisville last week on TV. Louisville's no good, though. I know, but they, they really put a beating on them. So I, I do have faith, but like like you said, anybody could win. Don't you think? It's wide, wide, wide open. You know, 100%. By the way, Duke's on TV tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to Duke's on that. TSN tomorrow night. I can't wait. Who are they playing? Virginia Tech. Oh, great. I'm going to watch. All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to chat about? We've gone through some NHL. We You talked about, you got off uh, your chest about your gripes from work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little March Madness preview. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't write down anything since our last no. episode, so I don't have any notes, but... Um, the big news in our personal life, can I tell the listeners? What's that? You're taking over my fantasy baseball team. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> well... It's it's not going to be hard because you didn't even look at your team after the All-Star break, I don't think. I so didn't feel, all I yeah. have to do is pay attention and, and the team will be better. I didn't feel it was fair to join the league knowing that I probably wasn't going to be committed to it. Mm-hmm. And um, you saw, I just asked the commissioner, hey, could Josh take over? And he's like, sure. So I hope you have fun with it. Yeah, I'm, now I have to decide uh, which uh, three players I want to keep. I don't think I have anybody good. Actually, you do. You have some decent players. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, you have Jose good. Abreu, who I'm going to keep. I kept him last year, yeah. And and you also have uh, Andrew Benintendi, who I'm going to keep, oh, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. And, um, and there's two other guys. I can only keep three guys. And so the third one I'm trying to decide between, uh, I think his name's Trevor Bauer, the pitcher on Cleveland. Yeah, he's garbage. He's not that bad, actually. And you picked him really low. So but he's not a keeper worthy, I don't think. Well, but I mean, I would only cost me my 20, 20th round oh, okay, pick. Okay, okay, okay. Right. And the other player I'm considering keeping is uh, Yuli Guriel on yeah. Houston. Yeah, Guriel, yeah. yeah. Well, he's good. You should you should keep him. He has a big yeah, upside, but he's, I think. He, you, you picked him higher, so I'd have to, oh, okay. like, I think I would have to use my 17th round pick. He has a high him. he has a high upside, though, I think. And he's know, also missing of... the first five games of the season, by the oh, way. Well, that's uh, five out of 162. I don't think it's... Uh, I know, but that's the whole first no, no week. No great shakes. Um, you were about to say something before I interrupted you, as usual? <laughs> yeah, the only thing I'm going to say is um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, next year, mm-hmm. the Eagles are not going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't like that. 
Well, it's like a fact, though. It's a fact. You know it. I want to tell you that for Matthew's birthday, his birthday is always around the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So we never know what to get him for his birthday. I texted him. I wished him a happy birthday. He's very low-key. Like, often we're like, what do you want for your birthday? He's like, oh, I don't know. We Sometimes we don't even get him anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this year, the day after the Super Bowl, he's like, um, I know it was my birthday. Uh, do you think we can go on, like, NFL.com shop and order a bunch of Eagles Super Bowl merchandise? Yeah, so don't forget to download the uh, the Honey app. Oh, it's too late for that. <laughs> so he got a bunch of, he got an Eagles Super Bowl champion sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. He got a t-shirt that has a picture of the ring, like their championship ring. Mm-hmm. Although it's probably like, they don't have the actual ring yet, so it's made up. Right. He has another t-shirt that's like Nick Foles MVP. And um, a pennant, you know, a traditional championship pennant. And uh, one other thing. Oh, he got a nice winter scarf. He doesn't even wear scarves, but he got a huge Eagles Super Bowl championship scarf. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, he says he's going to wear it all next year. Every game, he's going to have his scarf on for every game. Anyway, I don't want to disappoint him, but they're not going to win the uh, the Super Bowl next year. No, there's never back-to-back, right? It never happens. Well, the last back-to-back was what? The Patriots? I guess, because first of all, they're going to have a much tougher schedule next year. because they I had, already I, saw. I haven't seen the schedule of like um, in order, but I've the it, it's out like who they're playing. Like I saw who they're playing. Not in the correct order. But right, right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, they just they tell you what division yeah. you're playing from the and other conference. And it's tough. Their schedule is going to be tough. Well, of course, because they had a good record. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know if we have time. I wanted to tell you about my pants. Okay, tell me. I By the way, two things. Thank you for mentioning your pants. Two things. <laughs> I've been promoting to you for the last, I don't know, six months, maybe 12 months, two yeah. different things. And yeah. finally, you've come around. What One are of, they? One of them is the is the ABC pants from Lululemon. Yeah. And the other one is the show, The Goldbergs, which you've yeah. been dissing. And, and only now have you started to realize how good it is. And by the way, you haven't seen any of this season. This season's probably the best season. You're right. I should just not resist. And I should just listen to you right off the bat. Because I don't know why. I'm like, why I'm like not listening to you. Mm-hmm. I did go on a trip for work and you end up watching shows sometime on an airplane that you normally wouldn't watch. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Goldbergs and the flight was delayed. So we were on the plane longer than usual. I got to watch three episodes of the Goldbergs. It's really clever. It's really funny, but like, it's really, it's just clever. The way it's written is smart. That's why I enjoy it. You know, it doesn't take itself seriously. The whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that happens that doesn't make sense at all. Anyways, I just think the show's very well done, you know? And I think I probably like it more and you probably like it more than the average person because of the when it takes place in the 80s, right? It's very, like, relevant to us, right? It's not just that. It's not, it's not just that. It's also, like, there was a really good episode where the whole family goes out to, to a restaurant and... The things that happen at the restaurant, I'm not going to say it reminds me of my family. But it, but, but it reminds me of my family. <laughs> That's it's like funny. unbelievable. So a few months ago, you came to my house and I said to you, what are those pants? I mean, all those quick shots of the pants, just pants, 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 pants. And you said they're, they're Lululemon pants. And I was like, excuse me, Mr. Lululemon. Like, since when do you wear Lululemon pants? Like, what the hell? They're like 150 bucks, right? Yeah, I want a contest. Yeah. So then you told me because, you know, you go do yoga there or whatever, right? Like, you went entered a contest and you got a gift card and you got the pants. So I was like, okay. I was like, okay. Josh isn't so, like, elitist. He didn't actually buy the pants, but whatever. But I was 
I was at the shopping mall. I was at the mall here. And I said, I'm going to go into Lululemon. I'm going to see these pants. I'm going to see them firsthand. So uh, they're called ABC pants, as you just said. Mm-hmm. Now, for the listeners, that stands for anti-ball crushing, mm-hmm. <laughs> which already is great. Yes. <laughs> Makes you want to buy them. It's important. So uh, I tried on these pants and I was like, I have to get these. They were like uh, $128, I think, yes. which is the most I ever, I've ever spent on pants in my whole life, ever. I know. I, I, it would be too if I actually paid for mine. Yeah, so I wore them. I wore them a couple of times, but I mean, I bought them for work purposes because when I'm working, I wear like dressier clothes sometimes, but I don't wear a suit. But i i want to I want to be more comfortable. So these pants are great because they look like dress pants, but if you come up really close and you touch them, they're like yoga pants. So it's like you're wearing sweatpants, and no one knows. I know it's great. And the pockets. I can't tell you how much I love the pockets. And then you didn't even know about the one zipper pocket. You told me there's a zipper pocket in the back. And I was like, oh my God, there is. <laughs> I'm holding my phone in one hand while you're texting me. And my other hand is feeling the back pocket. I'm like, oh my God, there's a zipper there. But it's the front pockets that are so good. They're like very straight. I just I just found uh, the whole Lululemon experience was, uh, was great. I'd love to go buy like a couple of the shirts that they have. They mm-hmm. have like the polo shirts. Have you seen these? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, they're $98. No, well, the one I have is like 48 but yeah. I, again, I didn't pay for it. I, I know. I know I've just told you that I spent money on those pants, but I'm sorry. I cannot justify $98 for that polo shirt. I just can't. No, it's a lot of money for a shirt. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I agree. All right. Well, this ends the show. Okay, yeah. we have to do the show close. So remember, before we sign off, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. And as everybody knows, I use Overcast. Um, if you listen through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Um, send us an email, please. Skip and Josh show at gmail.com. Tweet us, Skip and Josh, at Skip and Josh, sorry. Or, you know, go and like and follow our Facebook page. You can get updates there about what we're up to. And, of course, if you go to skipandjosh.com, you'll get the uh, little overlay, which will prompt you to join our mailing list. And if you do that, please, please uh, submit your email address. So we'll send you some emails. Now, I know you just said about half an hour ago, you just said everybody gets too many emails. Too many emails. Too many emails. Yeah. So forget that. When you go to our website, Sign up for our emails. We're going to send you more emails. Yeah, but we don't send in like five emails in like the span of five minutes. Yeah, well, we haven't sent any yet. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll send maybe one a week. Yeah, so what I have written there is, please sign up for our email list. We know you get a lot of emails. We promise ours won't suck. And that is our solemn promise. Ours don't say thanks or way to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Way to go? Yeah. Since when is positive encouragement not wanted? Just don't send me an email. If you're going to send me an email, you know what it should say? Thank you for doing this. This is excellent work. I appreciate it. End right. of story. End that's of story. what that's what the email should say if you're sending it to me. I love it. All right, Josh. I'll speak to you next time. We'll see if Eric Carlson gets traded by the time this episode gets released. Okay, cool. All right. Bye. Bye. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry. There'll be another episode soon.